Welcome back to another episode of Bias Check-In. Hi everyone, welcome back. Season 2, <laughs> episode 13. We are very excited to start February with all of you. And we are no longer recording in 2020. I know it's been a while since we entered 2021 for everyone else, but we are excited for the new year and everything that's going to bring to both of us and to the podcast. All right. So without further ado, Susie, what are we checking in on for our first episode of the new year? So we are checking in with our very first guest on the podcast. Welcome Macy Cheeks and Chevron Holman, both psychology alumni from Howard University. They went on to receive their master's in I.O. and reunited at the 2015 SIOP conference to bring us Blacks in I.O., a professional networking and learning association. Macy, Siobhan, uh, from what we know of Blacks in I.O., it was really born out of your observations in graduate school. How there was a lack of visibility and support for Black students and practitioners in our field. Tell us a little bit more. Um, tell us maybe um, where do you see Blacks in I.O. going in 2021? And a little bit of what you have coming up for us. So I can jump in real quick just to talk about um, a little bit more about how we got started. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think it's an interesting point to make. um, And it really just shows our level of growth um, as as of now and where we hope to go. So we started out as a local networking group in the D.C., Maryland and Virginia area. Um, We used to get together for happy hours and dinner really um, just to create a safe space for Black and minority IO psychologists to come together, decompress after a long day of work, and just talk about our experiences in the field. And of course, COVID hit. And so we um, pivoted. We had to make a pivot. And we started doing online events. Um, and our first online event was really navigate through COVID, right? Um, you know, PSYOP was canceled, working opportunity that they missed out on. Um, students had questions about, you know, so so how do I break into the field of I.O. if I can't go out and network, if we're in, you know, quarantine? And so we helped address those, um, those questions and concerns on a community call. And then our reach grew from there. We had a lot of engagement and we decided to, to go um, worldwide now. So um, from there, we grew after the murder of George Floyd even more. There was a lot of support and engagement just surrounding supporting um, a, a group that focused on Black voices. And so, yeah, we've just been riding that wave, really excited to, to see what's next. And I, I can let Siobhan chat about um, where we hope to go in the coming months and years. Yeah, um, thanks, Macy. That was great. Um, so we have big dreams, right, for Blacks and I.O. Um, as Macy said, you know, we grew very quickly and, um, you know, we plan to continue to grow just with the level of support that we're receiving from, you know, just the overall industry. Um, and so when we think about where Blacks and I.O. will be, you know, in the next six months, in the next year, or even the next five years, you know, it, it really just falls down to us making that impact in I.O. psychology, right? And continuously um, engaging with folks who are passionate about the same work that we're passionate about. And so, you know, in six months, we plan to, of course, 
continue our strategic partnerships with folks, growing our membership base. So tapping into different areas that we haven't reached yet and just, you know, making sure that we're getting our students, our practitioners, and even our allies signed up in, in a part of our organization. And, you know, making sure that we're, we're continuously benefiting our membership base, right? And so we, we talk a lot about the fact that a lot of our members are students. And so what can we offer our students? And so when we think about more long-term goals, you know, we want to be able to offer scholarship opportunities to our students, right? And, and bring awesome. awareness um, to, to different campuses for individuals who don't know about mm -hmm. psychology um, in general. And so, you know, going on uh, campus tours and, and visits and, you know, speaking in different classes to just bring that awareness. Um, and then more long-term, you know, bigger goals. You know, we just see, Macy and I, this to be a really leading organization in the field of biopsychology, right? And so, like I said, just doing big programming, you know, maybe even getting into um, chapters around the nation, so local chapters, um, and then, you know, hosting staple events that members can look forward to, right? So maybe like a conference or annual job fairs. Those kind of things are more long-term, but ultimately it's just to, to make a lasting impact on the field of biopsychology. Awesome, and it's definitely much needed. Macy mentioned organization got a lot of support and really tough, unfortunately, in 2020 after the murder of George Floyd. And it's a horrible condition to start from, but there's so much good that can be built. And thankfully, a silver lining, however slim of 2020, has been PSYOP's effort in trying to finally open more doors for non-traditional, when I say non-traditional, not what we expect out of academia. One of the topics of this episode that we were hoping to get a little bit of input from you on is exactly this, how we treat the visibility of Black professionals and uh, Black people in the U.S. And February comes around and it's Black History Month. Opening that topic up, for starters, do you guys celebrate it? If you do, what do you celebrate? How do you celebrate? Yeah, um, you know, well, I can start there. Um, absolutely celebrate Black History Month. Um, but I just don't celebrate Black History Month in February. I celebrate Black History Month year-round um, because I am Black. And um, it is really important in our culture to continuously uplift and celebrate Black voices. Um, you know, so Black History Month means a lot to me. I remember as a child, you know, being really excited when Black History Month came around in school. Um, they would decorate our hallways and, you know, our history teacher would decorate the door. And, you know, I, I knew it was something special for and it was special in general, but then also special to me, especially growing up um, in a town where it was it was diverse, but oftentimes I found myself being the only Black person in my classes, um, especially some of my advanced classes. My school made Black History Month special, um, and I remember how much I just enjoyed some of the projects and lesson plans that um, we went over. But I always remember my parents sitting me down um, and, and this is year round, just sitting me down and telling me, you know, family stories that were passed on from their ancestors. Um, and, and those were the real stories, right? Outside of the lesson plans that we, uh, we got in school um, about Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks, I was able to hear um, about my family struggle and where my family came from 
um, directly from my parents. And so, you know, looking back as I grow in life, I do realize that there is a lot of sugarcoating during Black History Month, um, especially in schools and academia. Um, and so I'm just so always so grateful for the stories that my parents passed down and shared with me so that I have a, a really good understanding of my past. Just to kind of piggyback off of Macy, um, I too celebrate uh, Black history all year round. Um, um, but but to answer your question, you know, what what does Black history mean and why do we celebrate it? It's really an opportunity to to bring awareness and understanding of the accomplishments of, of many Black people who have contributed to society, right? And so, you know, it, it's, a, it's, it's a celebration for sure. And as Macy said earlier, it's really a time to reflect on, you know, the people that came before you and what they've done and how are you really continuing that legacy? What are you doing to really, you know, continue what your ancestors, what they've done to um, really pave the way for you? And so I think, I think Black History Month is a time for us to really reflect on that and really honor and celebrate that. I mean, I can also recall times in, in school where I got excited around Black History Month. And, and it was because it was a time for us to celebrate Black people, right? You know, you think about Black history and it's always about the trauma and the struggle of Blacks, right? Um, when you think about the civil rights movement or you think about slavery. And so when you're, when you're being taught about Black history, it's always really depressing, right? It's always about the struggle. And so we look forward to Black History Month because it was a time to celebrate and honor the, the great things that, um, you know, Black people have done, you know, in the world. Definitely. I appreciate you touching on how Black history is usually spoken of, of the strive and the efforts and the having to fight for civil rights, for freedoms, for equality. And you're saying, well, Yes, but it's not all trauma. Let's talk about the successes um, as well. That was something Susie and I were talking about. I wish I could give credit. I don't. Original creator I saw this thought from on Instagram, but there was a call to action to this year. Please don't just talk about the trauma. Talk about all the amazing things that have also happened uh, in Black history and American history that have been brought forth by Black innovators. Another question we had for you is a little bit of what do you wish people knew and what do you wish to just not see Very good. <laughs> in this Black History Month? Um, because as we've gone through 2020, we've seen people rally, we've seen people come together, we've seen new legislation passed like the Brianna Act in Virginia, and then we've seen things like the Black Square campaign. So what do you wish um, people and allies would do or what do you wish to see more of wait till february to start to celebrate right like they, they've coined black history month but i'm very conflicted on that because as macy and i said earlier black history should be celebrated all year round i honestly think that black history month is very limiting to people like allies who think that they can only celebrate black history during the month of february right and so um i think just moving forward we just have to encourage people to honor and celebrate the accomplishments of Black people like all year. Like, you know, my mind, you know, in being an IO, it all always goes to organizations and what organizations are doing to um, celebrate um, Black History Month, right? And 
I just feel like, you know, in certain companies, Black History Month is always the burden of the engagement officer or the diversity officer or even the Black uh, employee to put on all of the events, right? And mm -hmm. and I think what we need to get away from is, is putting that burden on those individuals and, and making it a real integrated celebration, right? And so that's utilizing all departments, whether that's the marketing department to create digital uh, campaigns for the organization or utilizing, you know, the, the business development team to to reach out to black businesses to support, you know, the organization's efforts. I think it needs to be a whole collective um, celebration amongst all employees, right? Um, and then co just continuing with that, what companies should be doing, I feel like we no longer want to do the, the cliche celebrations of mm -hmm. Black History Month, right? Um, we should really be considering the types of events that we're hosting for our employees, making sure that they're beneficial to, to the employees. So when you think about what your employees are looking, you want to make sure that they're enriching experiences. I was throwing out some ideas when I was planning for this, this podcast, you know, Companies can uh, hire black speakers to come in and and talk to um, the em the employees, or you know, spotlight different em black employees throughout the year um, for their accomplishments, right? Because representation is really important and valuable. So if you have people come into your organization and they're very successful and they're they're highlighting accomplishments, employees will see themselves in those individuals, right? And so it's a continuously en enriching opportunity. And and I, I just think we need to get away from you know, posting pictures on the wall about who invented peanut butter, right? And really start talking about, you know, the 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 real accomplishments of of our people. Um, and and for example, like recognizing intersectionality, right, in Black history. That's something new. That's that's something that can be very enriching to employees. Um, you know, for example, celebrating Black LGBTQ trailblazers. You know, that's a different twist on Black History Month, but it's an experience that would be valuable to the employees and one that can, you know, continue well beyond February. And so I know that was a long way to answer your question, but I think we just need to get away from the real cliche celebrations and really think about um, the impact that we're making when we're celebrating Black History Month. That was an amazing answer. It gave us a lot of food for thought. Intangible. Um, Solution. Yeah, there's a saying in Italian, it kind of lives the same weather as when you showed up, like it doesn't have a lasting impact, impact on anyone and that undermines the significance on the whole celebration. So it's really nice that you mentioned intersectionality and getting more and more people to find a way to relate to the celebrations, even though they might not feel it's relevant to them at first. Exactly. Exactly. Anything else you wish people would stop doing like it's 2021 we are leaving that behind i mean i i can't really elaborate too much on it but i the performative activism um to me it it, it has to go right um and this is a controversial topic right so you know i remember when um dc i believe it was a dc mayor painted mm -hmm. black lives matter on the street leading up to the White House. And um, everyone around me was really excited. And I, I thought it was cool, you know, Black Lives Matter Plaza, they they renamed the, the street right in front. Um, I thought that was cool, but 
I also wanted to know what the DC mayor was doing within her city to combat um, you know, all types of systemic discrimination, racism, and then um, just issues within um, minority and Black communities, um, you know, within D.C. So that's just one example that I, I can think of um, that, that I wish folks would think about a little bit more. Yes, the Black squares were, were very cool during, um, you know, the, the social unrest earlier in 2020. Um, but I'm hoping that behind those black squares, um, there was some true learning, um, personal development um, for all of the, the allies. Absolutely. Personal growth and learning from allies. Can we go back to talking about the lack of representation you both experienced in our industry? Macy and I like pretty much ran and hugged each other when we saw each other at PSYOP back in 2015. Um, one, because we were old classmates, but two, it was like, oh my gosh, another black person, right? Because we were so few and far between. Um, when you could hug people. <laughs> back when you can hug, right? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, we just want to, we just want to change what that looks like. Um, and, and we just want to see more of us, more minorities in the field of biopsychology. To add on to that real quick, the importance of having um, just a diverse field, right? I mean, we're going into organizations oftentimes, we're diagnosing issues, running statistical tests, using, um, you know, past um, theories and, and things like that, all in a culmination to really help organizations thrive and imagine having a team of IOs doing that work and not having one diverse person on that team not one black person on that team absolutely one aspect of black scenario that really stood out to me is that you're open to high school students so this could be the very first psyop in history where high school students get to attend because they can do it from home but at the same time the monetary barrier is still there and it might again not offer as much um, to those who want to start their career. Um, I, I think PSYOP is a wonderful opportunity to to network right at all levels but again like you said it's a challenge monetarily um, and so Blacks and IO you know we, we, we consider that and so we think about the different ways that you can network um, and so there's social, social media is like taking over, right? Um, and, and I think this generation really is at an advantage when it comes to networking because you can be on any social media platform and really just connect and you have them right at your fingertips. Um, so I think it's definitely a benefit. And Blacks and IO in particular, we have platforms on Instagram. We have platforms on Facebook. Um, we also have a LinkedIn group. Um, and a clubhouse. So there's there's four different outlets for you to get on and engage and network and connect with people, um, people that you might never get a chance to connect with at a at a psyop or you know something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And so I think I think going virtual is really has really been a benefit, and and it will continue to be a benefit. Amazing. It's definitely a challenge to look at it like on the positive way. Now you can connect with people all over the world. Definitely. Nice reminder we need. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Ladies, thank you so much for your time and your insight. Any last words? <laughs> Where people can find you, how they can support yeah. you. 
Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Well, first, thank you both um, for this opportunity to be on the podcast. It was so fun. Um, but yeah, uh, if you're interested in supporting, you know, the efforts of Black Sanayo Psychology, you can, you know, join our LinkedIn group, as I suggested. Um, just type in Black Sanayo. You can also um, follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Black Sanayo. Um, and we, we're, we're starting clubhouse discussions. So if you want a really informal um, platform to really just talk about anything IO, we have, we have a clubhouse coming soon. Um, and then if you just want to learn more about, you know, the work that we're doing and jo maybe join a committee, you can visit our website at www.blacksandiopsych.com. Um, and if you're interested in supporting us monetarily on that website as well, you can donate to our organization. Um, there's a PayPal button right there on, on the front page. Um, so yeah, just thank you all so much for, for your time. Thank you, ladies. That was an amazing conversation. We learned so much. Um, you brought a lot of tangible solutions so that we can all stay current both personally and professionally. Definitely. Thank you so much. I'm excited that you could be our first uh, guest. So we want to take it back um, just a minute. So why, in all of this, why did we choose to talk about Black History Month? Why should we care as either IO practitioners, students, or as international students in the United States? I think just because we need to be coherent, we need to, as international students, we are coming into this country and black history is a very big part of their history. So learning more, keeping current, doing your research, and just like Siobhan and Macy said, don't keep it just to February. And I think it's also as both IO practitioners, professionals, international students, anything really as people, um, we do have that ethical responsibility to understand the system that we live in and that we interact with every day to make sure that we are not inadvertently contributing to its oppression of certain groups. Um, and if we are contributing, how can we educate ourselves to avoid that? How can we work against that ignorance? Um, I definitely agree that it's not just a work of one month. And I really appreciated Macy's and Siobhan's points on, well, performative allyship and how it just has to go. Bye-bye. Um, we never want to... Do not want to carry that out of 2020. We are done. It's been a time of great trauma, stress, and uncertainty for all of us. Let's just learn about what we've done, move forward, keep learning, keep acknowledging the past. Let's not just talk about the trauma. Let's talk about the accomplishments. Let's celebrate and how we got here and how we're going to move forward. Absolutely. And like as history, it's not just, as you said, it's not just the trauma. It's not just the negative event. It's the positive contributions. It's both the fight and the strife and also the growing and the building. So it's a really good time to learn more and to learn how to be a good contribution to history rather than not obviously snaps to everything Claudia just said, learning how to be a better human being. Um, now after that conversation, let's get back to some housekeeping stuff. If you haven't listened to BCI in a while. Hi, this is Susie. 
This is my last semester at Roosevelt's program, Master's in I.O., so I'll hopefully be graduating at the beginning of May. Yay! Scary, but yay. Um, so right now I'm working on my practicum. I am working on getting jobs and securing my professional development. And your professional future, but, you know, no biggie, no sweats. Um, I'm Claudia, for anyone who's just tuning in this episode. Um, little life updates from me. I bid my farewell to academia back in December, at least for right now. Um, and I am now a full-time practitioner and full-time uh, job searcher. So, you know, keep me in mind, keep us 2020 grads in mind, in prayers, in good wishes. And yeah, please support us. It's not an easy time to be graduates for any field. Um, but just wanted to check back in. There are um, good news on the horizon as well. Yeah, 2021, we witnessed an insurrection. We are looking at vaccines from all over the place. Please get vaccinated whenever you can. Um, and we're breathing uh, some fresh air of hope with this new administration in the U.S. Yes, ma'am. Uh, there is a lot of work, of course, to be done still. It would be naive to imagine that new year or new administration, we just cinderella our way out of our old shoes and don our crystal slippers and our gowns but we are working on it um and there's definitely a new enthusiasm and just a sense of lightness mm -hmm. compared to before let's just call it a before let's not rehash it <laughs> we did want to give a mention of honor in recognizing this new administration and how it wouldn't have been possible without the contributions and sacrifices of one Shyamala Gopalan, who was once an international student, a breast cancer researcher at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, among mm -hmm. other institutions. Um, and last but not least, mother to one Mrs. Kamala Devi Harris and her sister Maya Harris. And <laughs> you mean Madam Vice President Kamala Harris? Yes, ma'am. So. <laughs> That to me was a very nice little bit of hope as an Italian person. I also have to acknowledge we have a Dr. Jill Biden, Italian-American in the White House as well. Mm -hmm. So I just have a lot of representation going on of some of my identities right now. And it just, it feels good. Warm and fuzzy on the inside. Isn't it nice? Absolutely. <laughs> With all of that. New episodes still coming out every Monday. Um, there's been a lot of changes in our lives, but we are pivoting. We are resilient. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. Um, and even though we are once again experiencing some imposter syndrome with our current situation, um, we are actively job searching, participating in some pro bono projects, and for myself getting back into the classroom over Zoom, of course.
and into the professional working career world? On the Bias Check-In podcasting front, we are really excited to build on to last season. As we had mentioned, we knew we wanted to have guest speakers. We knew we wanted to represent other stories and other voices than just our own experiences. So look forward to that uh, with the exact same sense of humor. Sorry, I haven't improved quite that much over winter break. <laughs> I'll still hit you with the dad jokes whenever I get the chance to. Um, and as always, contact us if you would like to share your story, your passion topic. If you know someone else whose story deserves to be shared and you want to do that, please let us know. As always, you can contact us toward, through our Facebook group, our Instagram, Twitter, send us an email, leave us a voicemail, smoke signals, everything <laughs> is accepted. So let us know. If you're sending a carrier pigeon, just let us know so we can open up the windows because it's snowing like hell right now. Yeah, please, please do not abuse animals in order to contact us. It's not necessary. Chicago is way too cold for that right now. But short of that, let us know. Yes. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Join our Facebook group, um, anchor.fm. And let us know what you think of our new logo. We really yep. like it. So hope you do too. And if you don't, well, we're sorry. We're not going to change We still it. really like it. <laughs> Talk about getting selective feedback. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. And we'll see you next Monday. Bye, everyone. Bye.